What's up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray. As always, I am your host. And this podcast is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. So part of my commitment with this show is to now bring you one solo episode a week, which means that you get me all to yourself. And I'm just going to pop on here and just share some different learnings, keep it kind of short, clear, to the point. And I decided that this week I was going to do kind of an ask me anything episode. So I posed this question in the Lady Posse uh, for the ladies to just ask me whatever they wanted to, um, whether it be about my journey, about what I am learning, just some different things coming up. And so it's actually really cool. I got some really, really good questions to answer here. So I'm going to dive right in. If you are new to this show, uh, we're just all about real conversations. So uh, once a week, we have a guest on here. We have just dive into like really awesome conversations for ambitious women, people who are wanting to expand on just their vision of the world and what they want to create for themselves. And then I'll obviously be doing this solo episode too. And the Lady Posse, which I mentioned, is our online Facebook community. Uh, You're totally welcome to come and kick it with us. We would absolutely love to get to know you. And I hear all the time just how unique our Facebook group is and just how much different it is from other groups that people are in. So definitely come and check it out. Come be with us. We would love that. And you can just obviously go to Facebook, search out the Lady Posse, and we will add you in. Or there is a link to do so in the show notes of this episode as well. Um, So right now, I'm actually coming to you from Mexico. I'm sitting in like the most squeakiest chair ever. So hopefully you guys don't hear that too much throughout this episode. Um, But yeah, I'm just here doing a little bit of workcationing with my man and hanging out. And it's just absolutely amazing. I'm actually uh, writing a little bit about some travel tips for Sayulita at the moment, Sayulita, Mexico, um, because it's a super great place if you're like digital nomad-y or you want to like go somewhere, get some inspiration flowing, do some traveling and also do some work and stuff. I know a lot of you are into the kind of digital nomad lifestyle. So this is a super cool place to do it and it's really safe and all that kind of stuff too. And you kind of get more of that authentic experience. You know how sometimes you go someplace and it's like so kind of westernized that it just doesn't really feel like you're really in a different country anymore. Well, the good news is that this place actually does, which I absolutely love. And so it's one of my favorite places to be. I've only been here for a couple days and I can already feel myself just settling right into the tropical vibes. So love it. So let's dive into uh, these questions. Uh, First of all, I kind of (laughs) like, I kind of checked in if I was going to list these people's names because they're all such amazing people. And so I am going to do it. I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to, I didn't tell them I was going to disclose their names, but heck, they're all listeners of the show. They're all women in business doing amazing things in their life. So I'm just actually going to share who they are as well as their question. So question number one. Uh, This one was from Connie Pertula, who's an amazing holistic nutritionist for women um, going into menopausal years and beyond that as well. Uh, With all of your goals, do you ever feel tired or overwhelmed? Tired? Yes. (laughs) I am a human being in a human body. Um, And sometimes, you know, recently what I've been really feeling into is I sometimes have this tendency, and this is an age-old pattern for me, I've been doing this for most of my adult life, is I kind of can step over my well-being a little bit and just think I can do so much more than I actually, my body wants to. Um, And it's been like a really big thing for me of like wanting to catch up and wanting to do more and all this stuff and learning to just slow down, create quality versus quantity and really take care of myself. Like get that when I take care of me, I get to show up even more. So it's like like taking care of my well-being has actually been one of the most rich practices of my life to continue to check in, continue to feel into what I need because obviously that's changing all the time. Um, you know, whether I'm going through different things in, in my work or my personal life or where my cycle's at, all that kind of stuff. You guys know I talk about that a lot. Like, you know, 
sometimes our needs are different. And so for me, self-care and taking care of my well-being went from being this kind of like checklist that I got off Pinterest um, to being more of like a very active, fluid practice of like checking in with myself on a daily basis, looking at my schedule, even just taking an extra hour a week to really plan my week and really get clear about what I need to show up at my best. And so tired, of course, sometimes I just am tired. I mean, at the end of a really like solid day, I'm often pretty tired, right? And I actually, I kind of like that. I like that feeling of sometimes getting to that point where I'm like, wow, I really left it all on the table today. So I don't think necessarily like being tired is a bad thing. Um, it definitely isn't for me. I, ger- I generally feel like sometimes I just put it all on the table and it's just an amazing feeling to just feel like I like, I'm just empty in a sense. Um, overwhelm, you know, for me, it's like, for sure, there's moments when I feel overwhelmed. Um, but it's becoming less and less, honestly. You know, I've learned kind of to notice some of my, I call them like red flags, <laughs> you know, like some of the things that generally start popping up as I move towards overwhelm. Um, for me, it's often like drinking too much coffee, thinking I need more coffee, um, being tired and trying to push through anyways, um, not getting enough sleep, like things like that. And generally speaking, when I notice myself stepping over my boundaries around my schedule, that's like one of the first signs. I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm trying to fit way more things into my schedule than I definitely have time for. What's that about? So it's, you know, for me, I think in any time we're navigating life and just being a human being is to just check in with ourselves. Like, how am I? How are you today? What do you need? Um, another thing for me that I find really contributes to overwhelm is when I leave a lot of um, like loops open. Like, so if I have things going on in the background, like I'm out of integrity in certain ways, or I'm like, oh, I said I was going to do something and then I didn't do it. And I didn't like, you know, get clean about it or like tell them that what was up about that. Like if I just leave a lot of open loops in the background, I find that it's almost like leaving tabs open on your computer it creates a lot of background noise. And that for me creates a lot of overwhelm. I love feeling clean and clear. And so getting an integrity, like an integrity can sometimes feel a little bit scary, even just to say that word. But what I mean by that is like, hey, remember that time you told yourself you were going to go to the gym and then you didn't? There's like an integrity loop there. There's a little leak there. And it can seem really small, but these things add up. And when we have a lot of them going on, I personally notice that that really creates overwhelm for me. So I like to just like once a week, take a look, go through a list like, hey, what's really up for me? What did I not clean up in my life? Like, where do I feel a little bit like shady (laughs) and just get everything really clear? And the soothing balm, you guys have heard me say this before. I did a whole episode on overwhelm, burnout, and exhaustion. You can go back and listen to it. I'll actually link it for you guys. Um, Action is the soothing balm for overwhelm no joke. Like when you start getting results, just get an action and create things um, and check things off that list. It's like just the best feeling ever. So that's definitely one of those things for me that I just wanted to pop in there. And I just want you guys to know, like, I'm not actually an expert at life. Like I'm just another human being, (laughs) like doing my thing and just super passionate about sharing these messages and just getting real with you guys. Um, So don't take even what I'm saying is like this final kind of like idea of how to live life. Um, This is just my way. And I just want to answer these questions as honestly as I can. Um, Just on the fly, I did not prepare for these at all. So um, yeah, I just, I really want you to hear that. I think there's a lot of people out there who are influencers and experts and all that kind of stuff and teachers and coaches and all that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of that work too, but I also just want you to get that my way is maybe not your way and that's totally okay. Um, I really encourage you to just listen in on what you want to create. This question is also from Connie. Uh, Do you sometimes get tired of planning your life and let life plan you? Oh, like I really enjoy this question a lot. Um, Yes, 
I have a really beautiful dance with this. I am actually naturally very much more of like a flow person. So this is why I had a lot of struggle kind of earlier on in my life. I didn't have a lot of discipline. You could call it that, whatever. I was just really generally a much more like flow, creative, emotional kind of person. I still am, obviously. And so structure and kind of planning and being clear is more of something that I've taken on in my life um, as a practice and just a, a way of being. And so I really find like, depending on the the time I'm at in my cycle, you guys hear me reference this a lot because it's just such a huge integrated part of my life. Um, just kind of where I'm at in my cycle and what I have going on. Like if I have a big thing going on in my business or I have a lot of stuff happening, then yeah, I have a lot of clients or something. Obviously I'm not just like dancing with life and just like not doing anything and just letting life kind of push me where it wants to go. Um, I, I kind of like to find this like beautiful balance of like being really at cause about the results that I'm looking to create and about my life and how I want to feel and like things like the structures that really support my success and support my freedom. Um, but then also like leaving a lot of space to just like be with life. Um, and I think sometimes that can get a little bit like unclear. Like we can think, oh, we're just letting life happen to us. No, I'm still extremely intentional, but I'm also like, sometimes I just like to not have all of my time planned out so that I can just be and just like enjoy. And I guess be is the word I'm looking for, you know? just really like allow myself to be with life and see what what shows up for me and not have to have everything handled or figured out all the time because we all know we don't have it handled and figured out all the time. Um, But yeah, I feel like I'm in a dance with that, like of really just like kind of finding that delicate balance. So the answer is no, I don't get tired of planning my life. Um, I mean, I definitely, I feel like I've found and I'm still finding all the time, it's different all the time, that sweet spot of like how much of my life I love to have planned and how much I love to not. Um, And I think if we are getting tired of planning our life, it's likely because we're stepping a little bit further over that percentage that feels good for us, you know? Um, I think we're naturally very like, especially like fluid and very like being creatures. So sometimes just a lot of the doing, more of the doing than, than we personally are just feeling in that moment um, might be kind of like shifting into the more of the tiredness. Um, so thanks Connie for that question. I think that's so cool. Sip of water time. Um, I noticed that I talk really fast when I do these by myself. So I just slow right down. Maybe you should take a breath with me right now. Just take a deep breath, you know, just be here in this moment. So, uh, this one's from Melissa Ray King. Oh, one of my most favorite human beings. She is teaching this beautiful, um, well, teaching, facilitating, holding the space for this beautiful um, expression-based program. Um, Yeah. I'm just going to actually like just link it and then you guys can go check out what she's up to. Um, Her question was, what would you say about your overall quality of life and well-being so far this year? And if it's anything other than optimal, what would optimal look like for you? Love this question. Um, This has been really, really up for me, uh, and I'm going to be super transparent about this. Um, My overall quality of life and well-being so far this year has been very suboptimal. Here's why. So um, I really noticed that January and February, I set some really huge goals in January, um, which a lot of people do, and I really set some high-level accountability. So if you guys don't know this, if you're not in the Lady Posse, Every couple weeks of every month, I'm showing up in there and sharing the progress and the results and where I'm getting stopped and what I need and all this kind of stuff about 
what I'm creating this year, which is extremely confronting. Let me be honest, because most of the time we just create commitments and then like maybe we have a coach or maybe we tell our friends or whatever, but like we just kind of are like doing it ourselves. But when we have people like witnessing us and being like, okay, and it's like such a high level accountability because I freaking love these women so much. Um, that I kind of went into a little bit of like my like craziness and I was like, I got to overperform, which is totally my flavor of just fear and like all that kind of stuff. It's totally what I do. And that's why I know so much about overwhelm and all this kind of stuff is because I get it. I've so been there and I hang out there still sometimes. And, you know, so at the beginning of this year, I was even just looking back at my schedule from January and February and it was ridiculous, guys. It was ridiculous. There's a reason why my episodes have not been totally consistent. Um, I just was like all over the place and it was really cool because I got to take a look at that and be like, wow, this is not working. And so I really like, I got that, you know, it's okay to like, you know, make a mess, (laughs) learn some cool stuff and then like commit again. And so really what I've been taking on this past month is just really getting back into my well-being practices and remembering like the quality that I create in my work and in my world, in my relationships, in my communication, in myself, my self-relationship, the partnership I have with myself, when I really take care of me. And I needed more um, actual self-care time at the beginning of this year because I was in an accident uh, late last year and I was dealing with a lot of migraines. And so my overall quality of life and well-being was kind of a little bit suboptimal in that I was doing my best work. Like I have loved what I created so far this year. Um, And I always think we're creating our best work because we're like the best we ever were in every single moment because we're always moving forward and learning new things. And so really, we're like the best we ever were right now, (laughs) right? Um, But I also just felt like I was um, not walking the walk in a sense, you know, like I teach a lot about self-care and well-being and um, groundedness and lusciousness and living a fucking juicy life. Um, And I was kind of a little bit burnt out. (laughs) And so it was a really cool, uh, really cool experience to see that and to really recognize how easy it is to slip into that and like lie to ourselves about it. Um, So yeah, it was actually really cool. And I, I wouldn't actually change it. You know, like I know sometimes we can be like, oh, I regret that I did that. I actually don't. Like, I really want you to hear, I was running some amazing programs with amazing women. Like it was my honor to actually show up in that and like put it all on the table. Um, and when I say suboptimal, like if, if it's anything other than optimal, what would optimal look like for you? My optimal, like the standard of my optimal is ridiculously high. So when I say suboptimal, eh, it's definitely still pretty freaking optimal. But, um, yeah, I just know when I'm really honest with you and with me is that I was stepping over a lot of things that I needed and, um, tolerating a lot of kind of, not so self-nourishing ways of being in my everyday life. And so really cool to get on the other side of that and actually be like just fully honest <laughs> with what I need, um, which feels like a little bit more these days. I I need a little bit more self-care these days. And I'm just being in the practice right now of like not judging that and being okay with that. And even though I don't, you know, produce these crazy things like the way I used to, I'm like, okay with it. And um, anyways, there's a whole other episode about that, but, um, if it's anything other than optimal, what would optimal look like for you? My optimal is actually very close to, um, how I lead my life. Like I'm, I've been so, oh, I just want to take a moment of like really feeling into this gratitude. Like, um, I get to literally do the best thing ever, which is like my work, like what comes through me and, um, 
that in and of itself feels like holy moly. Um, to be able to live my life this way and live it my way feels incredibly blessed. Like, whoa. Um, especially because this was not always my reality. You guys know a little bit about my story. Uh, but getting to like really do my work from my laptop anywhere in the world and be able to connect with people and share what I call my art, like my work, my heart, my message, my voice, what comes through me, um, just feels like such an incredible gift. Um, oh, I can just like really feel like the emotion of that. Oh, it's so good. Um, if it's anything other than optimal, I keep reading the question back because I'm just checking in that I'm like really getting there. Optimal for me though, like if I was to shift out of, um, more out of where I was hanging out, which was like over, um, taking on a lot more than I necessarily wanted or needed to, um, definitely a lot more travel. Like I love being like this, sitting in Mexico, making podcasts for you. Um, but definitely like a high level self-care, self-nourishment, um, as in partnership with the world, like with the work I get to create. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not necessarily that far off. It's just more like, again, just really prioritizing, really nourishing me as the creator and the center of what I'm up to, which, which has always been kind of the focus and the goal for me. So bringing that a heck of a lot more into the forefront at the moment. And that feels incredibly good. Thanks for your question, Melissa. You're amazing. Um, all right. Uh, this question is from Kirsten Kenward, another one of my favorite human beings. Um, like, yeah, there's so much I could say about this woman. She's going to be on the podcast soon. Freaking love her. Go check out her work. Um, I'll, I'll tag her in here as well. Uh, what has your experience been with your shadow self? Do you believe this exists? How has she, he, it affected your ability to step into your power? Love this question. I need to take a sip of water first. <laughs> mm. So um what has my experience with my my shadow self i actually want to answer the 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 latter part of your question first like how has she he it affected your ability to step into your power my shadow self has not affected my ability to step into my power i have affected my ability to step into my power um by simply denying my shadow for so many years um yeah i just like i'm a scorpio i don't know how much that means to you but i definitely see the intricacies of that in my own life um and like so i'm like i'm like all about death and rebirth light and dark like i'm very much a very like there's a lot of darkness in me and as a child and as a teenager i had a very tumultuous past and i was really living into my shadow self for a long time and then when i like like moved into more of um you know, personal development, self-empowerment, um, all this kind of work, I started to deny my shadow self. I started to push her into the corner. I started to pretend she didn't exist. I started to just operate on top of her. There was a lot of denial and a lot of pretending and a lot of kind of washing myself of that part. And it created like a massive separation, not only in my, like just myself, but in my creativity. So I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I actually find um, tapping into some of that shadow work influences so much of my stuff. And it's not like, um, I really want, it's, it's tricky for me to explain this. Like I'm trying to access the, hmm. I just feel like the integration of all of us is what creates all of us, you know, 
out in the world. It's what, you know, for so many of us, and I know um, Kirsten's like this and um, Melissa, like we're creating our work through who we're being and, and what we're up to and what we believe and what we're evolving into. And so I feel like when we really start to integrate and embrace like all of our humanness, our wholeness, um, that it's just such a more clear channel. Um, and I'm not saying I got this handled. Let me reiterate that. Um, do I feel like I fully know my shadow self? No, I mean, like, no, I don't. Um, but do I believe it exists? Absolutely. And have I seen some of the ways that when I work with her and, and embrace her and like get her that I create more wholeness and openness in my experience of myself? Totally. Do I feel like I'm less in resistance and more in creative abilities? Totally. Um, yeah, I feel like the less that I try to bleach that part of myself out, um, the more powered, empowered I feel. Um, and I also like in the past couple of years, I've really started to embrace a lot more of just like, just the grittiness of life and the, the, you know, just that it doesn't have to be positive. And I, and I feel like that's, um, it's bringing some of those those truths and those micro truths that were under the surface for me that were obviously still there because I mean when we resist something and pretend it's not there it doesn't mean it's not there it just means we're not acknowledging it um, that it just feels more clean I mean that's 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 a weird word to use but it feels really like it actually feels really true like it just feels more clean I don't feel like I'm going to be surprised by my shadow and darkness coming through. Like, it just feels like I have gotten to know her in a different way. And so, um, yeah, I feel like the less that I deny and um, push down that part of myself, the more I allow her to be there, um, the less she takes over. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I noticed this too, like with like fear and ego and all this kind of stuff. It's like the more that I try to like, just not have an ego. It's like the more that my ego is there. Like it's just that kind of sense of like what we resist kind of tends to take us over. And so, um, just that full, like, hmm, this is the word that just came to mind was like settling into settling into that's such a, mm, I just like sat down more <laughs> comfortably in my creaky chair. Um, settling into like all the parts of us and getting that that's totally okay. And I know there's a lot of people who do some really beautiful shadow work. Like it's totally, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we need that added support to like bring this out and practice and play with it and experience it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. So cool question, Kirsten. Thanks, babe. Um, oh, I love this one. So Lauren, how do you balance self-care and general mental health with what is practical for business? Okay. <laughs> So I'm not going to say that I'm the best at this because I'm definitely not. You guys can see that in the consistency of the podcast. It's something that I'm taking on at the moment to start to create more accountability and structure around these things um, because for a long time, I've been at effect of these things. And sometimes it's been choice. Like I'm like, hey, you know what? I actually just don't care if it's consistent. Like I'm willing to create from a place of ease. And sometimes that means taking a week off of social media. Um, so I don't actually have any judgment about it. But I also think it's like, sometimes we got to really check in. Like, do we believe that we have to show up and just like be a hundred percent all the time? Because I have it that I could even show up and create these podcasts from 50% sometimes, and it would still be freaking amazing. And in fact, I've done a lot of podcasts like that from 50%. Um, so it is something I'm taking on is like showing up anyways, and also doing self-care, self, um, well-being on purpose. So as to show up in the ways that I need to, 
right? So there's a lot of layers to that. Um, yeah, how do I balance it? I build it in. Like I really now what I'm taking on to support these new commitments is to just build well-being into my schedule. Like my well-being hours are just as important as my podcast interviews with amazing people. It's just as important as my client calls. Like it, it's not lesser than. And that was the big thing for me for many years was that my self-care came after everything else. So now it's like it becomes it's before, right? Um, so the balance is actually the choice. Um, and also just, yeah, I love to check in. Like um, what am I actually not wanting to show up in? You know, sometimes that's that's been some of the stuff that's gone on for me, like wanting to show up and be positive or wanting to show up and be like totally on and let's be real. We're human. <laughs> we're not on all the time. Um, and so just giving myself full permission has also helped me balance some of those scales so it's not so – you know, out or in. Um, and also I feel like this came up in the kind of giving up podcast too, is like, you know, constantly kind of starting and stopping can take a lot more energy than just keeping that momentum going and showing up in those little increments is what you can. And so it just becomes like a, what do you want <laughs> question? You know, like, do you want to balance self-care and, and mental health with your business? Like, or do you mind being slightly, you know, a little bit more free flowing? Like there's no right way to do it. And I think it really just comes down to what you want to create. Cause nobody, nobody can tell you how to run things. And I've taken time off social media and still built full practices of clients. So it's not, you know, it's kind of just checking in. Like, what do you really want? Um, do you want to create and build in more well-being in your schedule? Cause that's always available. So that's my jam on that, Lauren. Um, that was from Lauren from Libro Magazine. Check her out. She's absolutely amazing. Amazing. Um, love her work so much. All right. So this one is from, okay, I need some more water. I'm talking so fast. I'm super excited. I'm also really excited that my chair has not been overly creaky, um, but it's still been, you know, I'm like aware of it. So hold on. So this question is from Melanie Winter, another amazing individual in the Lady Posse. I'm doing amazing work in the world. I believe she is also writing a book. And yeah, she's just so wise and brings so much goodness into conversations in there. Her question, when you reflect on your life, good, bad, ugly, painful, joyful, how has your lens on your life and life around you widened because of those experiences? Such a beautiful question. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. I mean... My lens used to be pretty freaking narrow, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, you know, I definitely grew up with this kind of, you know, final version of myself. Like this is the, the hand I was dealt in life, take it or leave it, do the best you can. Um, so I had this very kind of like narrow view. I grew up with a very poor self-image. Um, I was really depressed for most of my young life. And just really felt alone, you know, um, felt like I didn't belong, like I was just really different from other people. I was bullied in high school, um, high school dropout, all that kind of stuff, right? And so I had a very kind of like narrow lens, like this is what it is. I better make the best of it. I would say um, <laughs> actually all my experiences, good, bad, ugly, painful, joyful, huh? I would say they all have actually um, hmm similarly widened my lens by showing me what's possible. You know, like I am statistically not the person that should be sitting here making a podcast for you. Like I was suicidal. I was a drug addict. I was like, you, you, you name it. I was probably doing it, um, with my life and like toxic relationships. I had no friends at moments. Like 
there was a lot of things in my life that, you know, statistically looking at it, you would say this is somebody who will be in jail, dead, or just a total mess up, whatever. Um, like, I know that everything is possible because of who I've been and who I am now. And so it's like anybody could sit down in front of me and be like, this is where I am right now. These are the circumstances of my life. And I'd be like, cool. So what's next? Like, I just, my lens is so open to the idea that anything is possible. I don't care how hard it is. Well, I care. Obviously, I care. Oh, girl, I love you. Um, But I don't care how hard it is now because I know that there's other things available for you. So it's like, I just never see things as being done and final. I always know that there's so many possibilities. And if I can make it out of the the crazy viewpoint of my life that I was living into, absolutely anybody can because there was nothing special about me. I can tell you that. I was, you know, I was in my mind, I was very weak. You know, I, I really didn't necessarily believe it was possible at the time, but inch by inch, day by day, moment by moment, I brought myself out of the hole that I was living in and started living my life in the way that felt the most in alignment and the most full of joy that I have now. So yeah, my, my lens was blown the fuck up, <laughs> you could say, um, because I just, yeah, my experiences have taught me that um, there is no lens, there's no limits. And everything is absolutely possible if you choose it. So yeah, there's that. Um, Yeah, and just something that was coming through for me when I was saying that was like, dude, I used to have zero friends. Like I had one of my best girlfriends from when I was growing up, but I had even pushed her away. Um, And now I have, I am surrounded by the most amazing women I have ever even fathomed knowing. So do the math on that. Okay. Like I literally had no friends. I was so depressed. I would sit in my apartment and cry because I had no friends. And now I'm like just overflowing. So that's just another example of what's possible. Like where, like, yeah. Okay. I feel like I could go really like far on that, but just, yeah, my lens on life has been completely um, blown up by what I've experienced because it's just, it's evidence, but it's also like, wow. You just never, you just never can put a limit on what's possible. You just can't. I've seen miraculous transformation in my own life and I see it in people all the time. And it's just, it's just based on whether you can open and loosen your grip just a little bit on what's presently going on to open yourself up to what's next. Beautiful question, Melanie. Thank you for asking me that because it just felt so good to go there. Mm. From another one of my favorite humans, Sky Steele, um, incredible psychologist and life coach. Uh, yeah, go check her out. I sometimes get caught up in my own head thinking people know this stuff I know. I'm not special. What do I have to give? Do you experience this? And how much do you turn this into inspiration to keep your passion and purpose moving? Oh, love this. Did you hear the, the chair creak? Did you hear it that time? Um, love this question so much. Yeah. Like, seriously. I mean, you know... I really feel like there's so many people, and especially now, 2018, there's like so many coaches and people who are teaching things and influencers and, you know, inspirational guides and all this kind of stuff. I mean, like, really, if we just zoom really far out, I mean, probably every single idea, I mean, with exception of maybe a few that are getting like some pretty big channeling coming through, I don't know. But like most of the things have been talked about, like every word has been spoken, everything has been talked about. And so are we all just kind of regurgitating information? For sure. But when I think about like who I resonate with, there's a lot of people who are teaching similar things to the people that I love to learn from, but that doesn't mean I love to learn from them too, right? So 
I feel like we personally resonate with the people who deliver those messages based on just who they are and how who they be and what we need and everything. And so, yeah, sometimes I get caught up in my own head thinking people already know the stuff I'm teaching for sure, but I'm just like reformatting it in my way and I'm I'm transmuting it to you in my own way and hopefully that lands for you and likely it does, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to my stuff, right? So I feel like it's just that constant reminder of like, I always use other like outward evidence like... Um, I know that there are certain teachers, certain leaders, certain influencers that I really resonate with. And there's a reason for that. And so there's, uh, there's a reason why people resonate with me and my work. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's definitely my, my take on that. And I so appreciate that question, Sky. Uh, this is from Danielle Tamjarv. I always don't know how to say your last name, but I love it anyway. She's also, I've got an episode in the queue of her. We did such an amazing chat. Can't wait to share that with you. Um, she's an amazing, like, self-empowerment, self-love coach. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hold on. Water time. Do you often find yourself cons- constantly giving to others and at times don't leave enough in the tank for your own self-care? Um, there's a couple questions here, I think. Okay, I'm going to answer that one first. Do you often find yourself constantly giving to others and at times not leave enough in the tank for your own self-care? Hmm. Prior to recently, yes, definitely. And do I still slip? Of course. Um, Yeah, I feel like self-care on purpose, no, because it's like my tank's always full. But do I always really know exactly what my tank needs to be full? No, right? And I think for me, the practice is also like massive gentleness as I'm navigating these things. Because sometimes, like I said, I'll be at the end of the day and I'm just like, I'm done, and I could make that mean a lot of stuff. Like I could be like, wow, Stacy, like, you know, maybe you could have like had another bath today. Like, you know, it's easy to kind of slip into the judgment about the energy levels or the capacity. But for me, it's like, cool. How did that go today? Like, cool. What can I, what can I create tomorrow to have me feel even more um, supported and enriched? And especially in navigating the women's cycle. I mean, like week by week, self-care looks so different to me. So sometimes I overlook those things. Sometimes my you know, the, the luteal phase is creeping in and I'm noticing myself like getting into a little bit of anxiety or stress. And, you know, sometimes we got to just check in and just be, sometimes self-care is being gentle with yourself in the moment, gentle enough to see that maybe there's a simpler way. Like I know for me, sometimes I get so hung up on things being a certain way. So an example is like, um, last week I had, uh, I had all these appointments kind of in a row and sometimes I'm really good at that. And other times I'm just not. And so I've learned to start building in self-care in between so that I can have some breaks and just chill and whatever. And I just noticed, I was like, Oh, I just like, I don't have it in me to do one more call. And I just was like checking in, like, what do I need right now? getting my needs met, giving myself some nourishment, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, like maybe there's like another way. Like I'm actually just from self-care. Like what does that look like? Like what would I be choosing from caring for myself? And so I just reached out to her and just said, hey, you know, like are you open to us just moving this call a little bit? She's like, oh, I was totally hoping that you were going to ask. Like I was really feeling tired. Like and it was just like perfect. And we were like, oh yeah, cool. Let's make it in like a couple hours. So it was just, it just worked, right? And so sometimes we can get really fixated on things when really there's like another way to care for ourselves. So I often think of like self-care is like more of a verb. Like it's not like just this like one instant where you're checking the box of like having a bath and doing whatever. Like it can be something that you like take into your day and like check in around. So if I'm constantly finding myself outputting a lot, I can really check in on like what do I need right now from self-care. Hopefully that made sense. I think it did. 
Um, but yeah, do I combine myself giving to others a lot? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like my jam. I love outputting. I love giving. I love serving. I love showing up. And I've just, I've started to even more, even though I've known this for years, <laughs> I feel like I'm just now, just now starting to really own how much, um, how much more powerfully I can serve when I really show up for me. Um, and sometimes even, you know, being in service to others can become a strategy to avoid ourselves, right? And so just being with myself more and more and asking for what I need in that um, from me is, has been key. Whoo, uh, just a couple more and then we're done. I hope this has been really supportive to you. This has felt really fun. Um, one more from Danielle. Do you find yourself giving some pretty damn good insight and advice, but struggle to follow it yourself? If so, I'd love to hear some examples. Oh, 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 this is so good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> because if you haven't noticed, it's really actually super way more uber easier to teach something than it is and like talk about something than it is to actually like do something and integrate something. And it's something that, um, I think I just said something like four times. Like I can even feel myself getting like uncomfortable and nervous even answering this because it's so true. Mm. And I love that. Like I love getting called in on that because it's like, seriously, um, I have to catch myself on this a lot. And I, and I often learn through teaching. So like when I'm coaching people, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm taking on their practices too. And I'm, I'm really taking a look for me too. And, and so it's not like I just show up and have things handled. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I have everything figured out. Now I'm going to help you figure it out. Like I'm learning through doing too. Um, but yeah, like sometimes I get caught. Okay. So what are like some examples? I get caught in, um, habit loops a lot. Like, so one of the things I love, like, oh, some of the most rewarding work I do is um, around habit formation and, and how to create more sustainably powerful habits. And sometimes what happens is um, I know all this stuff about how to shift habits and I'll still like, I'll find myself in a destructive habit loop. Um, let me think of an example. Going to bed without washing my face. Like I use all organic natural stuff. Yeah, it's not that bad, but still... It's like, it's not something that I feel good about and I want to feel good about that. And it's a commitment I have is to always go to bed feeling super fresh and clean. And so I caught myself doing that for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh, like this is not cool. And so I was beating myself up about it. I was totally beating myself up about it. I was like, Stacy, seriously, that's gross. What are you doing? And I, not that it's gross ladies if you do this, but like, whatever, I was just being really hard on myself. And instead of really getting like I was in a habit and I had formed this habit and I had been just fighting this habit for actually probably many months um, of just fighting this habit, like the habit was there, but then I just, I was like forcing myself to wash my face instead of forming a new habit. And so I'm actually, if you want to hear an entire episode on habits and how I navigate these really effectively, let me know and I can do a whole episode on it because it's really, really juicy stuff. Um, so I started beating myself up about it instead of just really getting into what I know about habits, which is that you can't just try to break a habit. You can't try to force your way through breaking a habit. It just doesn't work. Your brain is already wired that way. So what we have to do is just understand what the cue, the trigger for the habit is, understand what the reward for the habit is, and just change the action you take. <sighs> so <laughs> instead of just following my wonderful advice, I continue to beat myself up for a couple weeks when I notice myself really giving into it instead of just trying to fight against it. 
Um, and so, yeah, I just recently, um, this was a few weeks ago, I just recently got back into a, a habit. And so my visual cue now, this feels kind of weird because I haven't explained all this, but hopefully you guys understand is um, my visual cue is now I have this special face cloth that I leave right next to the sink. So when I see that at the end of the night, when I'm brushing my teeth, I know it's time to wash my face. And so I do that every night now and it just feels really good. And the reward is that I'm like, oh, like, and I give myself a little facial massage and I'm like, oh, this feels so nice. Um, so that's just one kind of example of that. Um, what are some other examples? Pretty damn good insight and advice, but then struggle to follow it yourself. Yes. So I talk a lot about cycles. I love cycles. I have a whole program that's developed around cycles. Like I love, love, love guiding women into the magic and the power and the creative abilities and the confidence and the clarity that comes through really connecting deeply with our own cycle and cyclical nature. And sometimes, <laughs> um, sometimes I like, lose track of my cycle and I'm kind of like, oh, like, I don't know. And like, I'll be kind of hard on myself and be like, ah, oh, Stacey, you're being so emotional today. And then I'll catch myself and be like, oh yeah, of course you're being emotional today. And I'll kind of walk myself through it. So yeah, I give some pretty damn good advice sometimes to like, you know, be in the flow with your emotions and be gentle with yourself and understand these different changes and shifts and how to navigate those. And then sometimes I'm not doing that. And that's just human. And um, I think I say this a lot, but I'm going to reiterate it and just keep saying it. It's like, like anything we practice, if we just try to take it on a hundred percent all the time, it kind of just becomes like more of the same. It's just more of like trying to control and like wash our humanness. Like everything is fluid. That's just the natural feminine energy. And it's, it's just human, you know, you're constantly moving and shifting and evolving and changing. And so, um, just that gentleness. And so sometimes I fall into that. Sometimes I can be hard on myself and catch myself in cycles of just disempowering, you know, self-judging thoughts. Um, the cool thing is that I just don't hang out there very long. Um, and that's really like, you know, a big part of what I teach is like, it's fine to feel like shit. Just don't hang out there. <laughs> like, you know, I think it's really human to have judgment sometimes. And like, you know, everybody's like, oh, don't judge people. It's so bad. Don't judge yourself. It's so bad. Like, yeah. And we're human. Like it's part of our biology to judge, to make sure we're safe. Right. So like, if you catch yourself in judgment, don't beat yourself up for being judgy. Then you're just judging yourself for judging. Right. Like what? Um, just give yourself some grace and just get back to, you know, being and loving and being you. Right. So not to say that judging isn't you too. It's part of us, right? Um, so that's a little bit of that shadow right there. Um, so just, yeah, I think, I think just that um, giving ourselves so much ease and forgiveness and being on our own team, you know, there's moments when I slip out of that, you know, and that's just, that's just a part of it. And I think the cool thing is that when we see ourselves doing something different than what we teach, um, there's a part of us that can go into that beat up because we're human. But then there's a part of us that's like, wow, there it is. Like I get to learn that again. And I get to witness and experience the power of this again. You know, so when we get back into doing the thing and implementing that advice, it's like, wow, this is really powerful. So it's almost like I get to learn it over and over and over again um, and learn it differently, you know? Um, so yeah, beautiful question. Love that. Um, yeah, I just... I love these questions, ladies. Thank you so, 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 so much. I think I might once a month, we'll figure this out. If you have questions for me, um, you're always welcome to reach out to me anyways and just share those with me. I don't even have to read them on the show or whatever. If you want to be anonymous, that's totally cool. Um, but just if you have questions for me, I'd love to hear. I'm going to be doing one of these episodes a week where it's just me solo jamming on something. 
So I'd love to hear what you want to hear from me and what you're curious about. Uh, and thanks for listening. I so appreciate you, lady. And if you love the show, maybe you, you know, have gotten something out of listening to this or listening to previous episodes and you haven't left a review yet on iTunes, please go and do that. It's so helpful to me and it's also helpful to everyone else because it really helps other women like you find these episodes. And we know that sometimes, literally, we can hear one thing. Like maybe you heard one thing in this episode that just shifted an idea for you or had you reconnect to something in yourself. Like we know that conversations can really change the world and they can change our lives. And so I really encourage you, if there was something in here you heard, share it with that person, share it with somebody you know, um, share it on your social media, whatever you want to do. If you want to like take a little picture of your phone with your podcast playing and fire it off on Instagram, I will totally re-share that. Um, I just love all your support and just love you for being here. So thanks. And looking forward to sharing this another episode with you this week, which is going to be so good. I'm so excited about this one. And for those of you that really connected with the like overwhelm piece and like wanting to do it all, you're going to absolutely love this episode. So anyways, ladies, thank you so much for watching and I will talk to you in the next one.